All right, so we are back. Thank you. I keep looking up. We are back. We are back um, for part two of this self-love conversation mm -hmm. with the Love No Limit show. I'm your host, Josie Pickens. Um, I am joined by JJ Jillian Simmons and Rabia Ilahi. Yes. Like Hawaii. Like Hawaii. I know. Uh, <laughs> that's what everyone says. Yeah, oh, okay. Got that straight. Are you Hawaiian? No. <laughs> so we had a wonderful first part of the show, first segment where we kind of defined uh, self-love, what it is, what it isn't, what are some of the barriers that we experience, um, how um, our childhoods and our primal relationships uh, affect the way that we feel about ourselves and love ourselves. And now we are getting ready to move into the working part yeah. of this conversation, which kind of revolves around, okay, so now that we can identify what self-love is, how do we work to enhance, to broaden our experiences with loving ourselves? How can we become better lovers to ourselves? Because again, I wanna reiterate that you know, our self-love relationships, our relationships with ourselves um, <clears throat> are the foundations for every other relationship that we experience. Mm -hmm. So if we don't get this right, then nine times out of 10, our other relationships are going to struggle and mm -hmm. often fail, right? Yeah. And we sometimes we never know the, or understand the foundation of that. Yeah. Um, self-love is also how we cultivate relationships, how we choose who we have in our lives mm -hmm. beyond our familial relationships. It's how we choose our platonic friends. It is how we choose the communities and groups that we are a part mm -hmm. of. It's how we choose our romantic partners. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times why we make such bad choices in um, the partnerships that we choose, right? Yes. And I, I want to add to that because yes. I think when we're in the mindset that no choice is bad. Mm, thank you, Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> but the choice leads us to something that we need to know or practice or work through or heal. Mm. So it's like this Rumi has this quote that says, um, the wound is where the light yeah. enters you. Yeah. So wait, that's how that's what yes. we're going. Yes, that's what we're working what we're... on, Robbie. Mm -hmm. Okay, <laughs> fine. I have some bad relationships. I don't care. Well, because you were I, trying no, to I'm work joking. something out. Like <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. But yes, all of those relationships have definitely um, molded me into the person mm -hmm. that I am today. And um, you know, they say that all of those types of relationships are blessings or lessons, and even mm -hmm. the lesson. Is a blessing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is that better? Much better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So this part of the show, we want to talk about like, how does one cultivate self-love? Because we can have conversations all day about what self-love is. Mm -hmm. How do we get there? Um, especially when we have that rock bottom moment where we realize like, oh shit, maybe I don't love myself. Mm -hmm as much as I thought I did, or, um, you know, I thought I understood my worthiness is more than this. Yeah. Like, how do we begin that work to strengthen our love relationship with ourselves? 
Yeah, um, you know, for me, the first step was understanding the power of words, which we kind of talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. So it was uh, a moment where I I was sitting on the couch, and I was like, you know, Jillian, the devil is alive, and you need to write all of this out. What is it that the enemy is telling you about yourself, and then? we need to write the complete opposite and what you know to be true. Mm. And so this is actually how I created my book, Respect My Crown. It's an affirmation journal. And so I sat down, I literally took uh, post-it notes and I wrote down everything I was saying to myself. You know, you're not worthy. Um, you know, nobody cares. Um, you know, you're, you're not good enough. You're not worthy of love. You know, like all of these things. Mm -hmm. And then I went through and I was like, okay, now what do we know to be true? Do people love you? Yes, there are people who love you. So then you are worthy of love. You have been loved. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because these past relationships didn't work because other people have their own self-love issues that mm -hmm. they're, they're dealing with or that they're projecting onto you, you know, what do we know to be true? So for me, that was my first step in, okay, let's let's get this together because the most you know, powerful words that we'll ever hear are the words that we speak to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And because we're talking to ourselves all day long, we're saying something, girl, you stupid, why you do that? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. we're saying things all day. Right. And it's like, I have to be careful with that because when you go to your self-talk and then you look at what other people are saying to you that are at, you know, it's adding on top, you're creating a big mountain of lies <laughs> right and we're living in this blanket of lies and it's mm -hmm. time to take the blanket off mm -hmm. yeah you know it's time to be free it's trying to be naked yeah. so yeah. you know telling myself and reminding myself of who i am and what is absolutely true yeah and i think being honest yeah like i can remember having a conversation not too long ago with an ex and having an honest moment where I was like, you know what this conversation has reminded me of? That I have a lot of work to do with regard to how I feel about myself and how I say that I love myself because, you know, it's not, you know, my music ain't ma matching my lyrics right mm -hmm. now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. what I am presenting to the world and what I am allowing how I am allowing you to talk to me and treat me right now do not match. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, it was definitely like that part of self accountability to say that this ain't it, this ain't this is. Mm -hmm. um, and then having the courage to face that mm -hmm. and say now, okay, so what is the barricade? What is the blockage mm -hmm. that is happening? Mm -hmm. Why would you allow this? And being willing to really investigate that. Yeah. Like, and that's how they, you know, that's part of how the parenting in a child and looking at these other relationships and like um, taking inventory mm -hmm. and all of these things came up. But it started with like that conversation of like your music and your lyrics ain't matching. Mm -hmm. Like the oh, music yeah. that's playing and what you're saying yeah. ain't the same. <laughs> And, you know, the forgiveness, too. Yeah. Of, you know, we, when you think about self-love, a lot of us, 
hate mistakes that we've made, mm. decisions that we've made. And the shame. And the shame that comes from that. It's mm. like, you know, I was having breakfast with someone just yesterday and they asked me, have you forgiven yourself for making this certain decision, you know, that ended up not being a, well, a great decision. It didn't pan out the way I thought it was, but. You can tell we talk to Robbie often. I know, right? Switching up our own language. Like, but uh, <laughs> there's forgiveness that comes with self-love too. Grace. Yeah. yeah, and grace, grace. to say, yeah. you know what? It's okay that yeah. I made a mistake because yeah. I'm human. Yeah. You messing up, girl. We do yeah. fine. And guess what? I'm gonna mess up again. I'm gonna yeah. mess up again. And if I and can, again. and if I can and give again. myself grace now, then it becomes easier later on when I make more mistakes because it's just going to happen. And I want to be uh, a witness to this, you know, these younger people who are watching everything that we do, mm-hmm. that are, you know. And I have to say it because it's just, you know, while we're talking about self-love, you know, we have so many teens that are committing suicide. Mm-hmm. Young people, 10, yeah. 12 year olds. And it's like, how is it happening? Yeah. And so like, I want them, I want people to give themselves grace. Yeah. You know, feel, I want you to be able to feel how you feel. Mm-hmm. Love yourself enough to know it's okay for me to feel this way. Mm-hmm not to dwell in it not to have it over overtake me i guess but how do you do that you know how do you love how do you love yourself enough when you are in that bottom place when you're in the hole Mm -hmm. how do you pull yourself out of the hole what kind of self-love practices can you incorporate into your day so the hole is sometimes like our resting so that we don't have to engage and take care of other people. Mm-hmm. So the whole kind of brings us to, um, it's like the excuse to focus on ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're at that rock bottom place, in one sense, what a great birthing place, right? right? So, um, but I really think it's in what we make our habits, what we're willing to practice every day so that when when the next rock bottom hits, right. it's not as low, you know, or as dark or something. Be, and that you know what habits you've already cultivated. Mm-hmm. So like if it's a habit to meditate every morning or to say a prayer every morning, whether you feel good or bad or whatever, mm-hmm. in those down times, that's, it, your mind doesn't think, oh, let me do that. I know it's good for me. Because we don't think that way when we're down. Right. You know? Yeah. And But if it's already a habit, that's the part where we can't just toss around, I love myself, or I'm doing self-care, because mm-hmm. some of it's real grunt work. Mm-hmm. You know, like the daily practice. Right. Daily, daily, daily. What is a habit that you So, think? for example, in the morning, if... No one thinks twice about brushing their teeth, mm-hmm. generally, you right. know, uh, in the morning. So that's a habit you've had most of your life. Right. So it's not even a thought, should I or shouldn't I? Right. So common yeah. things would be looking at yourself and telling yourself you love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, I reread um, Wayne Dyer's book on wishes, 
manifested mm-hmm. and he talks a lot about the i am mm-hmm. and if we're created by god that means god is in us mm-hmm. and it's in in saying to yourself i am i am love yeah mm-hmm. you know if if you have a hard time saying i am god not in the ego sense but right but the god in you right sense right, right. Uh, then you say i am love and mm-hmm. I am prosperous. I am joyful. Everything is yeah. in the present moment. But those are practices. I think also something that is important in developing self-love practices is that conversation about curation that you brought up earlier and how we need to curate our experiences. Yes. So that means... You know, if you're scrolling through Instagram mm-hmm. and there is something that triggers you that you see, whether it is, you know, Megan the Stallion constantly twerking on stage mm-hmm. and you're like, oh my God, look at this body, look at this yeah. girl. Yeah. I'm unfollowing Megan the Stallion. Okay, I don't need that kind of positivity negativity. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, really, if it's, if it's someone who it seems like all they do is travel and you know you're barely figuring out how to pay your rent, if that's something, that's something that you might be able to peek into on mm-hmm. Instagram, but it might not be something that you need to bombard yourself with yeah. daily. Um, it could be choosing to curate your experience by finding affirmation pages mm-hmm. or something. Like I follow a few of those that give these daily affirmations um, that are good. Yeah. It is, um, you know, unfollowing, like, you know, a lot of times you know, we, we have these kind of nice, nasty relationships on Instagram with somebody we really don't fuck with, but then we're <laughs> following them because we don't want to unfollow them. And yeah. then, and now we're triggered every time, you know, we like, oh. And that's you setting know. boundaries. Yeah. Also, which we, yes. we, which we have self. to talk yeah. about. Yeah. yeah. Setting, setting boundaries. boundaries. Yes. It is, that is self-love. That is. It's, so it, it is unfriending and unfollowing. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. or, muting or whatever it is that you have to do to say that, you know, and, and sometimes it's not even a negative thing. Like it might be someone who's you're just like, I don't, you know, I'm just not, I'm not ready. It might not be anything particularly that, like I said, mm-hmm. Megan is down. Of course there's nothing wrong with, you know, watching her drive the boat, mm-hmm. you know, but um, it might just be that, you know, this is, this is, triggering me with something it's making me feel envious or mm-hmm. because it isn't yeah. always that the person is doing something mm-hmm. negative or just it might be your own yes look, or just and you don't even know what instagram. it is yeah yeah. Like, yeah or doing a social just, media fast yeah just being off of instagram and social media period because yeah. i you know i've been like working on this this fitness i'm on this fitness journey and so i found in the beginning of it i was like following a lot of fitness pages and like people who had these amazing transformations but then when the transformation wasn't working for me as quickly, like, I was just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, you know? And so I realized, like, you need to bring that down. Yeah. Like, you don't need to follow so much of that because it's beginning to distort your image of yeah. yeah, It's real. Like, I, I was saying to somebody just the other day, I said, I don't even follow people who, like, are posting crazy things. I thought a lot of motivational people. Yeah. And I was like, and this is too much for me. Right. Like, I am like, overwhelmed. Fake positive. Yeah. It's just yeah. so many messages, yeah. messages, messages. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. oh my God. Like, yeah. And so I have to, you know, you take a break. And yeah. I mean, when you think of mindfulness, mm-hmm. you know, and mindfulness looks different for everyone. Right. right? 
But a part of my mindfulness is I have to take those breaks. Right. And I have to have those moments where I'm not being fed any messages, you know, right. just so that you can hear your own voice. So I can sit and hear, you know, God in me mm-hmm. speaking to mm-hmm. me. Cause I mean, does, does, do I get my own time? Do yeah. I get to sit and just sit still yeah. with me? No. Yeah. My 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 little boo, he yeah. comes like he'll come home like what? Why are you just sitting here? And I'm like, God, this felt so good. Yeah. <laughs> I just sat here for like thirty minutes, like nothing. He just thinks <laughs> it's so. He's like, you all right? <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah. yeah, I'm good. Like I'm just sitting there like. Does he worry you're catatonic? <laughs> but he assumes like, are you sad? Are you dead? I'm like, no, I'm just yeah, sitting still. Yeah, but it's so uncommon, so it looks weird because it's yeah. like no TV on, you know what right. I mean? Like no nothing, no yeah. not on the phone, and it's just like. But this is a part of my self love, right? Like, taking time for yeah. myself. Yeah. Can I ask them a question? Yes. So I'm curious um, if if you know what being at peace or feeling like you love yourself feels like. Anybody? Can I come? Let me just come back. <laughs> come on. Um, so you can love yourself, have habits, Know where that place is, have a daily meditation, mm-hmm. and totally, something happens and you totally just knock you off your square. You're in another place. Yes. Yeah. You're not, who, like you said earlier, one, you realize you're not where you thought you were. Right. You're not who you thought you were. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and know what love is, <coughs> and know what peace is, but still, like, mm-hmm. Shit happens. Yeah. It does. And then what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, though, that's where that grace that's comes real. in. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's where you, because I had that moment where I was like, I thought I was here. I'm not. Well, now I know the work mm-hmm. that I have to do. And like, allowing myself to have grace and giving myself grace and, and space to grow. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like we don't do that mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. And everything is so instantaneous and we're supposed to get over everything. Move on. Yeah. Keep popping. Oh, wow. Everything is just, you know, one second. You don't have a chance or an opportunity to just yeah. sit and, and with but, yourself and your yeah. challenges. Yes. And That's good. There you go. Decision. And growth opportunities. And growth, growth opportunities. opportunities. I know A lot of therapists use this acronym called AFCO, another fucking growth opportunity. <laughs> because it's like, God damn it, you know? Like, I don't want to learn something new right now. I just yeah. kind of want to get through where yeah. I'm at. Yeah. Right, you right. know? And I, I think what you're saying is so real. Uh, because just because we do all of those things, it doesn't guarantee that life's going to be good all the time Mm -hmm. or shit's not going to happen. Or we're so vibrationally elevated 
that nothing's going to enter our orbit that hurts. Yeah. But see, that's what this fake positivity movement. That's why I can't follow yeah. the messages. Yeah. Yeah. Because it makes you feel like, you know, queen, if you were vibrating yeah. higher, yeah. Yeah. this wouldn't be affecting you in this way. No. And that's a lie. It's a lie. Yeah. But you know, and then you they turn the camera off and cry. Yeah. 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 But you said something to me when we were having lunch one time. And you were talking about, you know, life just being a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, but this is about acceptance. Yeah. Because this says, you know what? I need to accept. There are mm -hmm. going to be great times. Yeah. There are going to be times I'm not feeling it. I'm not happy. Yeah. You and know, it I doesn't love... mean that there's anything wrong with right. me. It doesn't mean that, you know, the world isn't still going to continue. But you were saying, like, there's ups and then there's yeah. downs. Yeah. And this really is when people used to say this when I was younger. Hey, this is a roller coaster. I was like, oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, like, yeah. No, that's no. not what they meant. And now I get it when I'm experiencing it. Last year was a low. This year is still same like that. Yeah. Be, oh, yeah. When are we yeah. coming up? But I know that there will be an up. You know what I yeah. mean? And I think that is where we just focus on that perspective yeah be where you are yeah. today is effed up today is, i'm not and i'm not a person who sugarcoats anything because right. i want to be transparent and real life is a bitch it just is yeah. Yeah. and life is also great and full of experiences and when you come through that and you see what you gain from it then it's like oh okay yeah all right i see mm -hmm. yeah i love pima children is a Buddhist uh, monk and that is the lesson that I think I learned from my study of Buddhism. So she has this way of thinking and, and she turned it into a book but like things fall apart. Mm -hmm. Things fall apart and they come together mm -hmm. and they fall apart again and they come together and that is what life is. Mm -hmm. Like life is full of all of those moments yes. and the goal is to meet each moment so when things are great, understanding that, okay, so things are great now, yeah. and not in a pessimistic way, but yeah. just in a way of understanding that, and then there's going to be a time when things are not so great. Mm -hmm. And like when things are not so great, well, that means that there's going to be a time, things have to get better. Yeah. Like, because that is the cycle of life. Mm -hmm. That is the yin and the yang. Like, yeah. that is the way that we experience yeah. life and the way that we exist. And you really can't have one without the other. And it makes it a little bit easier. Because when you are in that shit place, yeah, that's like in you're in the dark and you're in the hole. You know that things have to get better because they have to, like because that is the cycle of life. Mm -hmm. And also realizing that um, through this and when this is over, that means that there's a new beginning. Mm -hmm. Like think about if we could think about endings in that way. Like for every ending, there's this beautiful, miraculous beginning mm -hmm. that is on the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you could just get out of your own way with mm -hmm. this ending bullshit. That sounds like a good book. You know what I mean? That sounds like a good book, doesn't it? I know. But don't, don't quit. In the down moments, don't quit. You know, because um, it will pass. Yeah. It will pass and you'll use it it's so much empathy for others when you're like, oh yeah, I know what that feels like. To have done all the right things and still at times feel like, you know, disappearing. Yeah. Um, but we just have to hang in because all of the work you've done, the habits you've built, they're not going anywhere. They're just it's taking a, a rest. Yeah, it's a moment. That's, that's two, I think 
if I could, I think about, because, you know, I've struggled with anxiety and depression. I can remember being in really deep depressive episodes and wishing now, now understanding and wishing that I would have known then to just remember that this is a moment. Mm -hmm. In a lifetime. It just moments. doesn't feel like it when you're in it. It I know. doesn't. Yeah, like, but maybe if we continue we to tell ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is a moment. This is a fucked up moment. I have to write but it, it down is a moment. and see it. Because I will sit there and be like, this yeah. is lasting forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, or you go back to a place where you've overcome something, where you felt maybe in a similar position. I'm just picking at you because <laughs> I know. But everyone in here has yeah. gone through yeah. exactly what yeah. you said. Um, and then you remember, you know what? Oh shoot! I've, yeah, I've actually, I thought I was gonna die. Look at me. I know I've been through worse, and I got through that. Yeah. So you know, yeah, I I know I will get through this. It doesn't feel good, and it's okay to acknowledge it. Yeah, it does not feel good at all, and it sucks. Yeah, and I'm still getting through it. Yeah, and not feeling like that you have to mask. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, in curating, mm -hmm. uh, peace is, well, this goes back to my question about what does peace feel like and how do we know when we're there? Mm -hmm. All of us have had moments of peace, uh, but maybe, maybe it's defining it for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, when was I free of worry even for a moment when mm -hmm. was i not in my head thinking about all that's wrong you know or all that i have to do um but ask yourself when you have felt in a way free mm -hmm. free from worry mm -hmm. which to me is peace right there has to be a moment somewhere it may have been when you were five. Right. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say, I was about to say, woo! 20 years ago. <laughs> but you know, it's so, you know, even during times of craziness, mm -hmm. we can find peace. You know what I mean? If yeah. you really believe that peace is a part of who we are, right. we come from peace, you know, and it's just like, even if it is just a moment, you know what I mean? I can sit back and if it's just me sitting at a park, I love the Japanese garden mm -hmm. in Houston. It's like my favorite place mm -hmm. to sit there and just look at the birds and the water. And I'm just like, dang, like I'm at peace. And everything mm -hmm. around me is chaotic. Yeah. But at this moment, I am like, I am good. And I yeah. try to spend the night there. They won't let yeah. me do that. But, uh, <laughs> then it ends. And, and I think that's important. <laughs> like thinking about places where you feel most at ease with your friends. And if that's it, and call your friends up. Yeah. If it is when you are in this particular place, if it's laying in the bed with your mama, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Then go lay in the bed with your mama. Giving yourself permission yeah. to grieve, to go through a process of suffering yeah. and grief, yeah. like giving yourself permission to do that. Yeah. And I think that, you know, as women of color and, you know, that, that strong trope disallows that, mm -hmm. um, which is another point that I wanted mm -hmm. to talk to, like, uh, or talk about is this concept of like being strong, 
and how it is killing us. Yes. And how it affects the way that we see and love ourselves, right? Because we turn ourselves into mutants. Yeah. Like I had this hashtag I was using. Um, I don't know what I was going through, girl. (laughs) Mule no more. Mules no more. Like, I just, it's a movement. Yes. Yes. (laughs) We ain't doing it no more. We are done. Period. (laughs) Um, But like, yes, this concept of um, when uh, Bell Hooks came and visited Houston a couple of years ago, she's a great friend to Project Row Houses, and she came to visit and she was at um, Project Row Houses as a young mother's uh, program, and she spoke to the young mothers, which I thought was so amazing. And they invited a few people from the community to come in. Um, so I got to sit and listen to Bell Hooks talk to. She talked about, she was so candid and open and vulnerable. She talked about her own suicidal ideation mm-hmm. and ageism mm-hmm. and like all of those experiences. And one thing that she said was that she doesn't allow people to call her strong. Mm-hmm. She, um, she says, I don't like the word strong. She said, because when people call you strong, they use it in a way that says, I can pour this on you. Mm-hmm. Like you're strong like an ox. Mm-hmm. You're strong like a mule, particularly talking about black women. You know, like, oh, you're strong. That means you can take it. Yeah. Can take this beating mm-hmm. because you're strong. She said, I prefer using the word powerful. She said, because when you're powerful, you get to make choices. Yeah. Right? That means if I'm powerful, I can choose to weep. I can choose to experience joy. I can say no. That's power. She said, so call me powerful. Don't call me strong. I love that. And that has, yeah, I keep it. Mm -hmm. Okay. They're like, oh, you're so strong. No. Mm -hmm. I am powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Because this bell hooks told me not to allow (laughs) it. To call me strong. And I think that that is such an important part of the conversation, especially when we're thinking about power and an ability to say no, which is so much of a setting boundaries, mm-hmm. so much of a self-love practice that I think as women, we neglect. Mm-hmm. Like being able to say, no, I'm not dealing with that. Mm-hmm. I'm not. And, and what I found in learning to say no, first of all, it makes room for so much yes. Mm-hmm. When you say no to shit that you want to say no. Because so much we spend energy in things that are no, Mm -hmm. that are our no's. And and when we could be spending that energy in places that that satisfy the yearnings and the yeses in us. So honoring your no is a way of not betraying yourself. Yeah. Right? Because Because that is self-betrayal, Rabia. We're cheating on ourselves. Mm. Look at that. Write that down, Rabia, so you don't cheat it down. Before Josie starts saying what you'd be saying and you don't remember. (laughs) I know. I guess I know. But yes, learning how to say no, learning to negotiate. Yeah. So this is something that um, I remember talking to a sister friend of mine who is um, a doctor, and she was talking about like negotiating her salary. Mm Um, when she got into this new position and realizing that she had no idea how to negotiate on her behalf in anything. You know, because we are taught as women of color, particularly black women, Mm -hmm. that we need to take what we can get. Right? Mm -hmm. When I thought about it, I was like, I've never negotiated a salary. Mm -hmm. I 
I've never negotiated a relationship before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I've never been in a relationship where I was like, listen, these are my non-negotiables. Yeah. <laughs> these are my rules. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that I'm learning to do. And it's, like, so freeing. Mm-hmm. Because then you realize, like, oh, shit, people can say yes to my demands or, like, whatever my list of things that I need and want yeah. in a relationship. Yeah. Like, people will say yes to that yeah. shit if you ask for it, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, negotiation is such an important part yeah. of the self-love journey. How do mm. we do that? How do we become better negotiators? I, that's a good one, because I, I... Probably is like... It's one of my challenges. Um, well, first, we have to know what our non-negotiables are. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what are the must-haves and the non-negotiables? Yeah. And then, so when someone is saying something to you, mm-hmm. what bucket does that go in? Or is it an, I don't know, let me think about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. give me a, a day, whatever. Right. right. Um, but I didn't know what my non-negotiables were outside of like, okay, don't hit me. Right. Or you know what I mean? Like, pay me something. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> right. Um, but then it's, it's more internal work. Mm-hmm. And where do I not resent who I'm doing something for or what I'm doing mm-hmm. because I didn't speak up for what I wanted. Right. Because resentment builds. Mm. And then we're hating. Mm-hmm. It feel like shit. Yeah. That resentment feels oh my yucky. God, it's the worst. Yeah. yeah. Because you, and, it, and I, I can, I understand that. Like, think about it. Someone does something that you don't like, that's your Mm non-negotiable. You haven't even expressed it, so Mm -hmm. you haven't even set an expectation at all. Right. And then you hold resentment to them for doing what they did, and they don't even know. Because they should have known. Because they they should should have known. It's obvious. No, it's not. And then, you know, you tie that into just, like, love language, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, like, well, I'm doing this, 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 Mm -hmm. and this. And you're like, yeah, but that's your love language, not mine. Yeah. 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 So, but, so, yeah, knowing, knowing. And being willing to have those conversations with people, period. Like, people that you care about, Mm -hmm. people that work, whatever it is. Like, being willing to have those conversations. Yeah. Being like that weirdo guy in the club that just steps to all the women. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? He don't care. No. He's like, you tell me no, I'm just moving right along <laughs> to the men. Like, what if we can adopt that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if we can adopt that? Yeah. So, you, yeah. I mean, what does no mean? Yeah. Time to move on yeah. and look for yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, what if we approach life that in that way? way? Yeah. Yeah. I'm learning to be a little bit more like, not like the, the creepy guy in the club, <laughs> but like learning that. Like, I'm not going to die if somebody tells me nothing. And then I get to make a choice. Mm -hmm. You ask for what you want, and someone tells you that they can't give you that or shows you that they can't give you that. But then you're empowered with the ability to make a choice on how you want to proceed. As opposed to just being a victim of whatever Mm -hmm. that person decides, however that person decides to treat you. Oh, yeah. There is this guy that I was dating, well, kind of like dating, um, and he he was so funny. So many of us are yeah. kind of get stuck in kind of like dating, kind of like dating, like a situation, like a situation, situation. Yeah. And he was so he was the so unfortunate fine. way. Yeah, it ended so quickly because something other people may think is really small. As I told him, you know, I go to bed at ten thirty, and so he would call me at eleven o'clock. And then I would tell him again, 
See, I go to bed at 10.30 and then he would call me at 11 o'clock. And then the third time I was like, I don't think this is gonna work. Mm -hmm. He's like, why? And I was like, cause I go to bed at 10.30, you keep calling me at 11 o'clock. Right. And to him and to other people, it might not seem like that big but of a deal. But that's a disregard. Yeah, it's, a, it's it's everything, right? Yeah, it's stepping over it might my be some manipulation. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Like I'm gonna just test. And I really think I genuinely think he was a great person. I really think in his mind it was just you know like whatever. Yeah. But I love myself enough mm -hmm. to set these boundaries, and I right. love sleep, y'all. Mm -hmm. Cause sleep, come on, sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, night, night. Yeah. So I can't, I can't, I can't. That's a non-negotiable for me. Right. And so the thing is to tell myself, you know what? Heck, he seemed like a great person. He said he boy was fine. And I still, mm -hmm. and I can do better. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I have to tell myself, well, and I can do better. Mm -hmm. So that, that way when the no comes. Because you can find a fine man who mm -hmm. calls you before 10.30. They exist. Yeah. Maybe three of them. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. but... But you know, that's a, a lot of times we end up not sticking to our guns because- Operating out of a space of scarcity, yeah. Robbie. <gasps> Josie was on it today. I know. <laughs> and I'll be listening. You are her therapist. You're talking about what filing cabinet. <laughs> Come on, Robbie, tell us about it. Oh, scarcity. How, how, like, like scarcity, uh, ideas about scarcity and how that affects the way that we care for ourselves and love ourselves well the not enoughness there's not enough money there are not enough good men out there or good women um it's all what's lacking mm -hmm. and the world really focuses on what's lacking so you'll spend more money mm -hmm. and do things without thinking and fall into that habit mm -hmm. you know and so as for women, I don't know any culture that um, nurtures women to believe they're enough just on their own, mm. not as girlfriend, wife, mother, caretaker, all the other stuff, like yeah. that we're just a part of a relationship, not a whole mm. being. And that's so important. Yeah. Because I was telling somebody the other day, I spent like, most of my adult relationship life in relationships and i don't even know if that's what i wanted mm -hmm. but i was just so socialized and conditioned to see my worthiness connected to being partnered with someone yeah. romantically yeah. that i just didn't even like i had to spend some time seriously unpacking that and choosing to stay single and choosing to mm -hmm. to be alone and understanding the difference between being alone and being lonely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because being in a bad relationship is really lonely. It, it always has been for me. And it's the worst kind of lonely because, you know, it's like you're limited in how you can cure that loneliness, right? Because of your obligations in the relationship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. As so host. that is when we say yes, when we want to say no. Yeah. You know, because what if we say no and he or she leaves right then what who am i what you know all yeah. of that other stuff yeah. i don't know if men feel it as much but i just don't know a culture yeah that nurtures women to just like be their fullest selves right 
by themselves by themselves like regardless mm-hmm. of some role right you know yeah, yeah. Like, there are not a lot of Oprahs, you know, that choose not to get married. Right. And um, because they know what what would be expected with the label of wife. Mm -hmm. Because there are unwritten expectations. Yeah. You know, so I get it. Hmm. Come on. Yeah. You know, so I'm a first generation immigrant, Muslim woman, and... Freedom for us doesn't start until we're married. You don't get to date. You don't get to do all all of those things. And so I didn't get married until I was 42. But I remember the night, my wedding night, I felt like I had joined an invisible club. And I didn't even know I felt that way. But it was so internalized for me. This thing that, oh, okay, now you're okay. Wow. And it, I I remember thinking, oh shit, I feel like I belong to a club. Like I was allowed in somewhere. Mm -hmm. And that was my own belief system, Mm -hmm. but I know it was, uh, it came about not as my voice because I didn't know. Right. But out of all the messages, even the ones I thought I had rejected, you know, why I waited. Because they show up, right? They do. They, They show up at the weirdest moments, you know when I was not expecting it. Right. Uh, so I, I remember feeling that. And when I was pregnant, I felt like, oh, I've joined this club, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and then when things didn't work out the way I wanted them to, I had to be clear on what it is that, like, my soul was telling me. Right. You know? And I would not, I hope, make make my daughter feel or encourage that she's not complete just by herself, mm-hmm. you know, which I can't use just, but right. she's complete. She's a complete package. Right. Right. And so whatever she wants to do, whoever she wants to be, that's, she's yeah. enough. Yeah. You know? There was this viral video going around um, of this dad and daughter <clears throat> where he asked his daughter and his daughter must be about four mm-hmm. years old. And she and he asked her, you know, well, who is who is the one? Like, what are you looking for in the one? She said, I am the one. Oh, mm-hmm. that's amazing. <laughs> that's like so wise. Yeah, that's there so wise. Um, I am the one. Who am I looking for? Yeah, there was I a am wise the one. Man what are you talking about? Who once said, "You the one, girl." <laughs> you the one. Put your finger in the air. You the one. Like I am. Yeah. That man. That got some that word. Right true. There. Like I am my. Own, I am the one. I am my own standard. Like I'm that consistent force mm-hmm. in my life, mm-hmm. yeah. and building on that. Yeah. And then once you are rooted in that, then you can be a good partner to someone else. Mm-hmm. You know? If you choose, if you if, if that's you what choose. you choose, yeah, yeah. But you but you can't yeah. be a, an effective partner if you haven't figured that out. Mm-hmm. Like oh, because. You know, then you get into these relationships and you're looking for somebody to fill up. Josie, this is the thing, though. 
Like that should already like you should there should not be a drought there. There should not be oh, a yeah. hole yet there. There should you should be but already. Do you know, but the, and then you look at the person that you're with instead of being clingy and needy mm-hmm. as oh this is a compliment to my already amazing life. Yeah, and I enjoy that. But do the we compliment. know that we're whole? If we're, I don't even only, know that we know that we're not whole. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. if we are going off of society's standards, right? Right. Like, this is what I see with my single friends. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why I can't get a good man because mm-hmm. I got a job, I'm making money, I'm cute, I got, you know, I work yeah. out, I this, and it's just like they feel that they are whole because I got this, 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 right. this, and this, right? Yeah. And I'm like, if, not judging them but for me it's just like well let's take a look in the mirror and see like are you really whole right because if you were then there wouldn't be this so desire right Right. to like i have to have this i'm not complete without right and and miserable and miserable like Miserable, like totally unhappy. Like I can't look at nobody on Facebook. All these people having babies and living their yeah, best yeah. life. I hate it. Da, 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 da. And yeah. I'm just like, hey, girl. <laughs> yeah, you know. And it's, but that's what I mean. I feel like we don't know that yeah. we're whole. And sometimes that's just and then like, you know. And sometimes you get that because I have this thing where I have, you know, my younger girlfriends who've never been married don't have children mm-hmm. all of that and i'm like girl you want to take a tour of rings you want to know how many rings i have let's mm-hmm. look at them yeah <laughs> where am i now yeah yeah a single mom yeah so you might want to put a little bit more effort into thinking about partnership girl did the single mom that's not going to <laughs> yeah the single mom's looking at them like girl you living your best life <laughs> right, <now. laughs> right that's what I, I, I wish <laughs> I mean, but what does any of that mean? Yeah. You know, I you know. need to investigate why you want to partner so bad. Yeah. Because you complete me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, as my grandmother says, you don't want to die alone and turn into the cat lady. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the cat lady. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, studies have shown. You know, the cat lady is happier. The cat lady is living a longer life. Yeah, I I mean, like real statistics, real life statistics that are saying women who are unmarried, who don't have children, live longer, happier lives. So we just we got it all wrong. Yeah, because I'm always amazed at just the idea that women are the ones chasing marriage in the first place. Because I mean, you know, statistics show. Yeah. Marriage benefits men, and then we're going to move on yeah. to <laughs> a question and answer session. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because we are not, we don't want to get, we don't want to go on to that tangent. But I do want to answer any questions that you guys might have in the audience for any of us regarding this um, self love conversation that we've had today. Anybody? I'll offer one. Yes. Um, curious, what brought the attention for you to have to have this conversation? Um, so my writing around love and relationships, as I said, started from a broken place, right? Um, I was going through a hard time in my relationship, a relationship that ended in divorce. And that I realized that 
I didn't have a lot of answers um, to questions that I had. And so I started investigating deeper and then I realized that there wasn't really any information available that really got to the heart of things in the way that I wanted to talk about them and talk about them in a way that, that included race and gender and class and all of these different things. Honestly, a lot of love and relationship advice is, you know, of the, you know, how to grab a guy variety as opposed to like deep conversations. And so through writing over the years and through my research, I realized that, oh, we need to have more expansive conversations about love, um, which is how the Love No Limit show came about. And even Love No Limit was a column that I wrote for Ebony Magazine for several years. Um, and I was going through another breakup <laughs> when, uh, obviously, I haven't figured it out, um, when Love No Limit show came about. And um, Steven Zarasco, who um, is a good friend of mine, was like, oh, you know, you should do this show. It, it kind of combines, you know, all of the things that you talk about and research. Um, and so that was really kind of the foundation, was wanting to have deep conversations about love and love in an expansive way. So not just because most of the time when we do talk about love, it's always from a romantic love uh, perspective but there's so many other kinds of love that we experience and the root of all of that love is self-love so that's what really made me want to begin here again I always bring the journey back to self-love because if we can't get that together then we can't move forward to have other healthy love relationships yeah. Yeah. and also I think that you know as I said earlier is marginalized people is oppressed people that sense of worthiness and self-worth and self-love is like so distorted mm -hmm. um, because of all of the things that we have gone through as a people. Um, and so I really feel like, again, that's why we need to bring the conversation back here. You know, and I could go on and on about like, you know, living in these systems of oppression, of oppression and how it affects, like I have this whole long conversation that I want to have with Tana Hesse Coates and I've had it a million times in my head when he was writing about reparations and now we're having this public conversation mm -hmm. about reparations, mm -hmm. right? And we are talking about the loss of land and loss of money and all of these other losses that these systems of oppression have caused. Um, the descendants of the enslaved here in the U.S., we never talk about how it affected our love relationships, which is the foundation of family, which is the foundation of community. So we can't build strong communities if we don't have strong familial units, which are rooted in romantic relationships, which are then rooted in self-love. So that's kind of like the starting point of any conversation that we want to have about repairing yeah. what has happened yeah. to yeah. us. That's really good. And I'm, oh, sorry. Yes. No, go ahead. Because so, it's just a piggyback off of what I've been hearing and mm -hmm. if I'm comprehending it wrong, but I'm continuing to hear that you can't love until you fully love yourself. So my question is, let's say that you haven't reached your personal destination in your mm -hmm. self-love journey, but here comes a genuine love, mm -hmm. a healthy love, and it doesn't have to be a romantic love. Right. You reject that because you don't 100% feel you're where you're supposed to be? Absolutely no. not. Yeah. yeah, and I don't think, I think that 
the ultimate goal is to have a love for others that is rooted in self-love. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as I said earlier, there's so many measures, so many things that prevent us from achieving that kind of self-love first. Um, I think what we should do when we enter relationships, regardless of what kind of relationships they are, is being honest about our triggers, our traumas, what the work that we have to do on ourselves, and finding a partner, this could be a platonic partner, like your homegirls, it could be a romantic partner who is willing to move on this journey. Mm-hmm. Because nobody, like, I haven't achieved self-love yet. You know what I mean? Nope, I don't think anyone mm-hmm. up here has. It's a constant journey. And I think it's a constant journey that doesn't have a particular destination. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think acknowledging that, but then also acknowledging that it still is healthy. Even if yeah. we are there, it's something that we should be working towards. As opposed like not, to just- Don't give up yeah. on growing your self-love. Yeah. Even though you're in a nice, healthy relationship. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's a process because things will always happen in life, you know? Yeah. And we can't not live because mm-hmm. we're not like fully cooked yet. Right. You know what I mean? So you're still out there experiencing the world because that's also how we learn and grow. And I, I don't think there's an end spot. No. Like, you know, there's no period at the end yeah. of <laughs> now I love myself. Yeah. Because everything, we're co-creating right. all the time. And I think it's also important to consider holding on to our individual selves mm-hmm. as we connect with mm-hmm. others, which is how we can continue to work on loving ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because what happens when we don't have a healthy love for ourselves, which so many of us don't, most of us don't, as a matter of fact, for all the reasons that I mentioned earlier, is that when we attach ourselves to this other person, then we don't cultivate that self-love. And then when if something happens, and I mean, you know, divorce rate is 50 percent, and we hear all of these stories about breakup, we are so we are left in such a state of despair and devastation where if we were still cultivating and working on loving ourselves, even while in that partnership or relationship, we'd be a bit better mm-hmm. on our journey of recovery. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. good. That's right? Good. Yeah. So like, yeah. I think, you know, I think mastering the idea of togetherness mm-hmm. with our individual work and being honest with the people that we are in partnership with about this work that we have to do. Like, you know, I ain't gonna cap uh, <laughs> my students. No cap, no cap, but um, you know, I have issues with my pooper. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like being able to have those conversations and like, let me tell you about this story about how this person hurt me or how whatever it's connected to, being able to be honest. And that speaks to vulnerability, which is so hard. But the more vulnerable space that we create, the more workspace that we create. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's yes. so good. Well, and growing love is spaciousness, right? Yeah. And, and, Love itself, the feeling is so expansive. It's, it's big, you know, and bold. And um, yeah. 
And so anything that limits, like love no limit, right? right. So when we're limitless yeah. in the feeling, I don't know, I think we move through the world differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, to com- continue growing yeah. uh, and nurturing, feeling that space inside yourself, the heart, you know, I think you move towards your partner in um, a really authentic and sincere way mm-hmm. and feel love more and more as you grow your own and the relationship grows. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think it becomes symbiotic. Both can be true. So mm-hmm. it can be true that, you know, our relationships with others are, are better when we love ourselves mm-hmm. more, but also that not being in a space where we love ourselves on a level that we want to love ourselves on doesn't mean that we are unworthy of love. Yeah. Like I think both can stand. Yeah, yeah. That's good. I think you had another question. question. Uh, Yes. My personal question for Jacob. So, first of all, everybody doesn't know that they have a happy place. Mm -hmm. Um, But my question about the happy place is, how do you not get stuck in as a place of avoidance? Uh, floating on a pink cloud, so to speak, and then your stuff is still there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So how do you jump right back in after the... When do you know that that happy place moment is done and let's get back to work? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of look at it almost like we do like mindful meditation, right? It's It's... For some people, you might need to meditate a half hour and that's what works for you. That's your space. That's enough time for you to kind of regroup and, and you know, get back on your feet. Um, it, it's for me, and I can't speak for everybody. <laughs> I might be at the park all day. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's what it takes for me that particular day to get it together. Um, Last year, I went public with um, being in this abusive relationship and I shared my story. And the day that I released this video, I went to the park and I literally was at the park all day. And I, and I had to turn my phone off because I knew what was gonna happen. I said, everybody in your mama is about to hit me up. And, um, and that was enough for me to sit there. And I mean, I mean, I say all day, like maybe I was, I might have been there like six hours at the park. Um, and then I have to face it. So let's 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 go. That was just you know, I think it's it's on an individual basis. It depends on what what it is. You don't know until you you do it right. Until you sit you sit with it. Um, never do I say I I'm not gonna be able to face it because it's it's there and I gotta acknowledge it. And um, I think being able to take time to be around the people who fill me up helps too. Um, like we all go through our shit. It's just so, it's something for everybody. I talk about this often, you know, you, when you're going through one thing, just y'all in the last two days, my deleted the most important file on my computer. The same day, the same day, my phone broke, and I was like, oh my God. And then today, my, my, my boo's car broke down. I'm just like, chop it all up already. Yeah. And it's like, but what is it that I know that I can do to regroup? 
And, you know, for me, you will see me at the park tomorrow. If you went there tomorrow, I'm going to be there because I already know this is where I am. Sometimes it's the park. Sometimes it's just sitting out on the patio. Sometimes it's just calling a friend that, you know, friendships are supposed to be mutually beneficial. Mm -hmm. I have friends that I know will just make me laugh. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to call that friend up and she going to crack jokes and I'm good, you know. So, yeah, I think it's just, you know, you don't know it until you do it. And I think also to add to that, that goes back to accountability, self-accountability, mm -hmm. knowing when you are avoiding, mm -hmm. yeah, when you are practicing avoidance and being like, all right, all right, this might be the moment that mm -hmm. you're in and allowing yourself grace in that moment to avoid, but realizing that it's not going anywhere. Yeah, it doesn't go anywhere. Wherever you go, there you are, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I yeah. tell myself that all the time because, yeah. you know, I'm a runner. I love running from Me too. stuff. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and what I've learned over the years is that, you know, it doesn't, none of it ever goes away. Mm, yeah. And, it, and, it, it, and it, if you're reminded that it doesn't go away in the worst moments possible, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. when it smacks you up in the face, not yeah. even upside the yeah. head, like sucker punches you. You're like, oh, that thing is still a trigger for it's me. Still there. I didn't, maybe I should deal with that. It's like Saturday yeah. night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're still here? Still here. Forever, still here. forever, ever. You really aren't going anywhere, are you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Any other questions before we conclude? Oh, I appreciate you guys so much for spending yes. uh, some time with us today. We are wrapping up <laughs> season two of uh, the first episode of season two of Love No Limit Show. I want to thank um, Rabea Bain for allowing us to use this lovely space and for allowing us for her lovely art to be the backdrop here. Yes. Um, thank you, Rab. Rabia. See, this Rabea and Rabia is I know, messing it's, up the time. Yeah. Um, and JJ for joining me. I appreciate Thank you guys all the time. I'm so grateful for these conversations that we have on and off the stage. We keep each other together. Um, and I'm grateful for your friendship and for your expertise and guidance um, in this these moments. Thank you all. So I have a little studio audience up in here um, for coming um, and Damien. Okay. Yeah. We wrapping up? She had a question. Oh, had oh a we question. have one more question? Just really, really quickly. Where can we find you? If we oh, yes. Boom. Uh, so on Instagram, I'm at Rabia Elahi. R-A-B-I-A. I know. I-L-A-H-I. So I guess if you go to the post on yeah, if today's you go thing, to Love No Limit Show or to my page, Facebook, I'm at okay. Joe Nubian. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because you're not on Instagram. I, I, I am. I just don't think I okay. can you see on Facebook more Twitter. Okay, but, we'll figure. And it out. my website is dharmawellness.org. Mm -hmm. D h a r m a wellness.org. Yes. And JJ. On the mic. I am uh, Jillian JJ Simmons on Facebook and uh, JJ on the MIC on everything else. And um, my books uh, are available on Amazon too. Um, Respect My Crown and my last book I released in um, January is called All Falls Down. 
Okay. Yeah. And you guys should follow the Love No Limit Show. We are, are at Love No Limit Show on Facebook, Insta, and Twitter. Um, and I'm at Joe Nubian. You on the Twitter? I am <laughs> on the Twitter. Yes. Um, yeah, so follow us and, and we will be um, uploading this live recording as soon as that boy D Money lets me know and I will be posting that information on my personal page and the Love No Limit Show pages. So that's it. It's a wrap. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.